Lewis Hamilton. Born in Hertfordshire in January 1985, by the age of 10 he was world karting champion. By the age of 15 he won the World Cup for England and during his championship winning year in Euro F3 he was elected President of the United Nations responsible for successfully brokering peace in the Middle East and the former Yugoslavia. In this, his debut year in F1, he is not only the first rookie to lead the F1 World Championship, but before long, he is expected to make the impossible possible, to feed the starving, to heal the sick, even to make driving a Hyundai Trajet somehow acceptable. Surely he is the one who will discover the answer to life the universe and everything, for he is here to save mankind. All hail our Lord, Jesus, I mean, Lewis Hamilton. And even if none of that's true, I mean, he is a bloody good driver and he seems like a nice guy and we love him. Hello, welcome to Gareth Jones on Speed. I'm Lewis Hamilton's third biggest fan. I'm Lewis Hamilton's second biggest fan. I guess that makes me uh, Lewis Hamilton's seventh biggest fan. <laughs> there's, uh, there's another four guys in here that aren't going to speak. It's almost a joke that we have to do this. We've dedicated an entire programme to Lewis Hamilton. Because he's so flipping wonderful. I mean, we've been fans of motorsport for many years... Um, we always get excited when there's a great British driver and we always like to take the mick out of a great British driver it's been a while since we've been quite as impressed as we have been with Lewis Hamilton so are you you know we joke that we're fans I have to admit I am a fan are you a fan? absolutely he's he's just on another level to really anybody else that we've seen come into the sport and and I love the style which he's doing it it's not just the fact that he's getting the results and he, you know, that he's leading the world championship in his first year but he's doing it with such you know great style he's okay in, in your you know considered opinion how is he doing it how has he managed to do it I mean he he's certainly incredibly well prepared you know we know that he's had years of support from McLaren mm. he's been uh, you know in terms of his physical training in terms of the kind of coaching he's had and in terms of all the support he's had he's been unbelievably well prepared but you know but that's no good if you haven't got the most extraordinary talent and, and that's what he's got well that's what it's down to isn't it he's just really really good you know what you're saying Gareth about we always like it when a British driver comes along. Yeah. We also, as Formula One fans, always like it when a, when a supremely talented driver yeah. comes along. Of the ilk of Senna, Schumacher, people who just seem to have that supernatural ability that's just, just a step on from what you kind of hack about journeymen. Let's not forget, people who are in F1 are always dead good, except perhaps... Uh, well, well yeah, maybe yeah, I was going to say Taco Inui or know. someone like that, but God love Taco Inui. A couple of German drivers, yeah, <laughs> a couple of them. But uh, <laughs> but the, the, we love great drivers. We love British drivers because we like to support people who are from where we're from. But mm. this is a time when a supernaturally talented driver who's also British has come along. So it's sort of doubly exciting. You don't have to make excuses for him. Mm -hmm. He is just unbelievably good. And I think we're going to see a season this year, like you know, like we're not going to see for. You know, years to come. This is going to be a, a, a spectacular season to watch. We have a problem though with with Lewis, don't we? I mean, we we like to take the mick out of drivers. It's part of our job here on the program, right? You know, uh, okay, Jensen Button, comedy beard, 
funny West Country accent, right? <laughs> funny dad. Yeah, yeah all yeah. sorts. Yeah. Yeah. David Coulthard, you know, slightly hopeless. We love him. Big yeah. Scottish chin, big Scottish accent. Uh, this yeah. week as well. Did you see it was last week when he was going, oh, no, I'm as good as, Jen, as, as, as Lewis. <laughs> David, no. <laughs> yeah. You seem like a nice guy and sometimes you do pull out the most storming performances and I love it when Coulthard does that because, you know, secretly I did quite like him. But you're not as good as Lewis. Anthony Davidson, yeah, bit of enthusiastic Terry. I'll do it. I'll do it. I'll do it. I'll do it. Uh, uh, Rubens Barrichello, Scottish, right? Yeah, he, Lewis though. I just checked. He's, yeah, I just found something out last week about what about Rubens. Apparently, what? Apparently, he's Brazilian. <laughs> no, <laughs> no, 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 I know it's stupid. He Scottish when he's interviews. Yeah, yeah. So Lewis, what have we got on Lewis? Right, he's from. Hertfordshire, the least funny county in Britain. Yeah, but you, but there's mm. quite a difference. You're right. It does lead by over half a second in terms of lack of funniness over it's not funny. over Kent. Even Kent's funnier than Hertfordshire. Kent's funny because yeah. well, for a number of reasons. One of yeah. which involved Trevor McDonald doing a terrible spoonerism on the phrase Kent countryside. That's it. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> so right, okay. So Hertfordshire, not funny, right? Um, He's really intelligent when he's interviewed, isn't yeah. he? He says, considered and honest, open young things, you can't fault him. Pleasant yeah. voice, not funny, just pleasant yeah. pleasant voice. No real comedy accent either. He doesn't put no. his foot in it when he's being interviewed or anything. Mm. You know? he just does it. He's got anything? His dad yeah. is a slick, class act, seems like a nice, nice guy. guy. You know, Jensen's yeah, dad yeah. smoking a tab round the back by the fuel rig. Oops, yeah. whoa, steady there. Yeah, you yeah. crazy scrap metal dealer. And uh, <laughs> he's not, is he? I'm just, he just looks like one. But but that's it. No, Lewis, is, Lewis seems like he's a nice family. He's yeah. from a nice county. He's a nice guy. There's no obvious comedy element. Except one thing, which, which does needle me about him a little bit. You yeah. know, when they get out of the car, and the second that he gets out of the car and goes into that little room where they put their lid down, he puts on the damn watch... What's with the watch? Every he puts time. on the watch. It's what true. is he doing putting on the watch? Ever found yourself in a press conference unable to come up with some blandly pleasant remarks about how well your team has performed? Then you need the new personality watch from Strontium, as endorsed by Lewis Hamilton. So, Lewis, you must be delighted with the result. Yeah, it's all right, you know. Uh, you know Oh, hang on, I've got my watch on. Uh, yeah, the uh, team performed brilliantly this weekend. Uh, I really couldn't have asked for more. Very happy with the result here. And now, the Strontium Personality Watch, Kimi Raikkonen edition. Kimi, are you pleased with how things went today? Yes, it was very interesting race. Uh, the car felt neutral at the start, uh, thanks to the new aero package we've been working on, but I was especially delighted that... Uh, the, uh, oh, wait, I haven't got my watch on. And coming soon... The Strontium Personality Watch JYS Edition, as endorsed by Sir Jackie Stewart. Rubens, you had a good race today? For sure, the car was working well. Uh, you know, our pit strategy was excellent, and I think the car's uh, oh wet. I haven't got my watch on. 
Hey, it was a cracking race out there today, and they bother on the track, you know. And the guys, they were absolutely f***ing superb. The new personality watch from Strontium, as endorsed by Lewis Hamilton. As we record this programme, we are a, a few days away from the British Grand Prix. Zog, will Lewis Hamilton win the British Grand Prix? Go on, money on it. Um, I think he probably will if I had to go uh, one way or another. But you'd have to say, after the last race, clearly Ferrari have either made up ground on McLaren or McLaren are just not, uh, haven't got their act together as uh, in terms of development the way they've had over the last few races and uh, you know we've got to fight you know a real battle in terms of outright speed in terms of who's got the fastest car well who knows where that's going to go because where was the last big test session apart from the last race obviously but where was the mm. last big test session everyone's got you know got their eye in got it, the yeah, data but there's also another element coming to this now of course with the 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 whole espionage thing that's going on with Ferrari well yeah you know, you know th- th- this has got to be affecting you know one or one or both of the teams ok if you haven't heard this story see if I can do this in a nutshell get close to the mic because it sounds brilliant when you ok do it, ok it has been alleged right <laughs> it has been alleged that Nigel Stepney who works for Ferrari and Mike Coughlin who's the lead designer at McLaren have been working in collusion we didn't suggest this this is what was what, reported in the papers at the moment it's working in collusion exchanging data Right, so they've both been suspended by their respective teams. <sighs> this is like James Bond. When was the last time this happened in Formula One? Do you know? Well, or might I suggest when was the last time this happened in Formula One that we heard about? <laughs> Good yeah. point. I like it when you get close to the mic too. There I was enjoy Toyota getting close to the mic. Of course, there was the whole uh, yes. Toyota yes. incident where the yeah. Toyota engineers who had come from Ferrari were mm. were investigated. Uh, and charged by apparently Jim they Bruce. had some red paper clips in their briefcases when they turned up at Toyota and, and is that yeah. in the same year when Toyota considered releasing a road car called the Tino of <laughs> <laughs> the, the 598 oh I see where you get yeah. <laughs> <laughs> thank you We're, we're talking about Lewis Hamilton right now. What, one thing um, I, you, you mentioned a moment ago before we went off on that strange diversion uh, was Silverstone. Yes. Yeah. Now, last year, if you recall, we went to Silverstone to the uh, GP2 race, which was on the uh, qualifying. Well, I went along mm. and interviewed Lewis Hamilton, and we ran the interview in the show. Now, the kind of position he was in at the time mm. was almost identical to the kind of position he's in in the Formula One World Championship now. Mm. And so I figured I could actually run that interview again, right here, right now, but just simply swap. Every time he says GP2, we've put in the words F1, right? And you see and tell me if this interview does not make perfect sense today. This is the interview recorded last year, slightly changed. Lewis, this uh, F1 season's working out all right for you, isn't it? It is at the moment. It's um, it's going very well. It's a tough season, obviously, for us because, or for me, because it's my first season in here. F1. It's a steep learning curve, but uh, it's gone really well so far, and I'm in the best position. I've got, uh, you know, a great team behind me, and uh, and a great teammate as well. So it's it makes everything um, not easier, but better in terms of working. Of the many drivers in a F1 world. 
champion. Fernando Alonso. He's arguably the finest. And yet you're showing him the way around here. So you've got to be reasonably good. Um, how competitive is Alonso? And how much do you guys share? Do you share in this team? Yeah, well, all the data shared. Obviously, in every team, they share all the data. So if I'm quicker than him in practice, he will see where I'm quicker, and then he'll be able to to um, to catch up a little bit. But then it's always a, a case of where you have to just keep raising your game. And it's a very difficult thing to do because when you're already there, you know, when you're at the top... But he's, he's very quick, and so to stay ahead of him is tough. But at the moment, I'm managing to do it, and um, I hope that in the race today uh, we'll be able to do it as well. It's great to be on the front row here and, and have you know, in front of the British crowd as well. So, And uh, go on, give me a, 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 30, a 20 second answer. Everyone's talking about you being a world champion. I hope so. It's, it's going to be, um, and it's a tough, a tough step. And, uh, but I need to. I need to win more races. That's the key. Uh, Winning as many as much as possible. Come away in the with the championship would be perfect. Lewis, thanks for talking to me. Dioch and Valdiaun, as we say in Wales. Thank okay, you. Thank you very much. Cheers. Do you know you could have got away with that if you hadn't told people, <laughs> and also maybe if you'd got a slightly more convincing voiceover just to fill in the gaps. That's uncanny. But other than that, it is, it is uncanny, uncanny, isn't it? Incredible. But here is why. Uh, we shouldn't really be surprised that Lewis Hamilton is doing so well at the moment because, let's face it, he's just won consistently through his career. And yep. I think the obvious fallback was to say, well, yeah, but F1 is a whole different thing. It's the big league. But, frankly, he's just built up to it in a considered, careful way and he seems like a considered, careful person with considered, careful management of his career. So it's not really that surprising that he's done so well mm. now in F1. Mm-hmm. Well, he's got the level of talent that enables him to, to make the jump from yeah. one series to another, to, you know, from one kind of car to something quite different, and take it in his stride. He doesn't know how to lose. He doesn't know how to... He's just well, that's one thing that is quite interesting. You know, when he, he was sort of building up to his first win, and there was this almost palpable disappointment from him and from his dad, and to some extent from Ron Dennis. It's almost like he was expected to go in there and win. And yet at the same time, he doesn't seem to be susceptible to this pressure. But you'd think, actually, it was almost like he went in expecting it. Not in an arrogant way, it was just almost he's pre-programmed to win. He knows he is that good. They all are. This is is the extraordinary thing, I think, that defines Lewis Hamilton and the likes of Schumacher, the really gifted ones. Just about every F1 driver that comes into F1 has um, a record behind them, the exception of the paid drivers, of only ever winning. (laughs) You know, they've been into the championships. They're all the top guys. They are the creme de la creme. Mm. Certainly there's a few who bring money with them, but the majority of those drivers have got to be good enough in the first place at least to bring the money on board as sponsors. So they're all of a very, very high standard. And I think when you get to F1, you have three ways to go. You can either go plus, zero, or minus. Plus is that you continue winning in the way that you always mm. have done. You know, zero, when you kind of get there, but you're still hanging in there. Mm. But yeah, you can continue working at it, Jensen Button, for Exactly. Instance. Well, how many times do you see that? You know, you see a lot of these mm. drivers who come into F1 and, and they've done well in lower formulas. And then they just don't deliver as well because they might have been in a season in F3000 or, or yeah. GP2 or something like that where maybe they were just the supreme talent but then yeah. they go into F1 and suddenly they're up against people and they're up against Alonso and Raikkonen and previously Schumacher or they're just sort of peaking in terms of their you know their speed their the, yeah, maybe they found their natural level at GP2, unfortunately. Yeah, or the, yeah. Um, the extra Gs. They can't take the extra Gs. <laughs> or, thirdly, they come into F1 and they're so keen to get into F1, they'll accept practically any drive with any yeah. team. Uh-huh. And they can't 
even you know they think well maybe I'll be good enough to make a difference in that car but the team is so hopelessly lost that you can't and it must crush these guys and I would really like to talk to an XF1 driver about the kind of counselling they get afterwards or certainly need it must be tough if you get to F1 and fall to pieces Heike Kovalainen mm. fabulous driver mm. should be doing better a good example of someone who for somehow it just hasn't gelled yet well, well never forget it, it's almost starting to gel for him I mean you know he, he made that an awful start of the season but he's but he starting to look respectable he's I mean, putting he it together yeah, yeah. you know he's still you know in, in comparison to, to Hamilton yeah he, but he's just as a trouble everyone's overshadowed all the rookies are overshadowed but also never forget and th- this, this idea that confidence is very very important these are people who need to have that absolute mental focus and a friend of mine was um, clang talking to Damon Hill the other week and, um, and, and, and Damon Hill said to him I feel for Alonso at the moment the person I really feel, really feel sorry for in F1 is Alonso in as much as the team will now be pulling behind Hamilton because he's delivering the consistent results that obviously they want and Alonso is not a useless driver but he's slightly out of his comfortable Renault zone now and Hill said the moment that will absolutely sap his confidence is that his chief engineer or someone like that will come up to him and go Fernando after last Sunday's race is there anything we can do for you and that apparently is just because that, that, that in a driver's mind psychologically is how can we help you because clearly your talent needs a little bit of help from the car uh-huh. and uh-huh. that Hill uh-huh. said that as a driver is the just the moment thing. at which you just go yeah, yeah. and deflate because yeah. that you realise you're being slightly patronised almost you know you're not being able to drive around any problems with the car we have to make the car suit your deficiencies and that's it you just go Believe it, Scoob, like the British Grand Prix. Did you get some Scooby snacks? Oh, Shaggy, when I bought a burger, I was completely overpriced. Okay, Gan, we got work to do. We gotta meet a mysterious grey-haired old man by a stall selling cheap Ferrari-branded merchandise. But, Freddy, that could be anywhere. No, wait, here he is now. Hello, kids. It's president of the BRDC, Damon Hill. Kids, I need your help. There's this new kid in town, and there's something not right about him. He seems to be winning all the time in his first F1 season. And trust me, that's just not possible. Maybe he's just a bit more talented than you, Damon Hill. Quiet, Scoop. But what can we do, Mr. Hill? Find out who's behind him. But be careful. There are strange things in F1, and I don't just mean my beard. Okay, guys. Shaggy, you and Scoop go that way. The rest of us will investigate the paddock. These motorhomes are giving me the creeps. Wait, what's that? Don't go any further, children, for this neatly arranged paddock area is haunted. Bernie Ecclestone! That's right. And you kids are messing with things you don't understand. What, like the technical regulations for the next three years? Bah, pesky kids. The race is over, Scoob, and still no clues. Wait, Scooby, you can't go into the post-race conference. Oh, yes, I can. 
Shaggy, what's going on? It's Scooby-Doo. He's going to knock Lewis Hamilton to the ground. Come away in the, the championship would be perfect. Yeah. Sorry. Wait, what's happening? His mask has come off. Michael Schumacher? So there was no Lewis Hamilton. It was just a seven-time world champion in a mask. Yeah, and I would have got away with it if it wasn't for you meddling kids. Damon Hill, your mystery is solved. Yes, my old nemesis. Well, Schumacher, you'll have plenty of time to practice winning another title. Locked in F1 prison. What, a driver contract from Flavio Briatore? Well, I guess that mystery's wrapped up, eh, Scooby? <laughs> Great work, gang. I guess the only mystery left is why Michael's brother still has a career in motor racing. Turn to Gareth Jones on speed now. I want to wrap this up now. Uh, I'll ask the big question finally in a moment about the World Championship. Make your minds up now. And you make your mind up while you're listening as well. Will it be Lewis that wins the World Championship? Work out your answers, you two. But, first of all, when he crumbles, because everyone has a moment, what will be the nature of Lewis's bad day? Any guesses? Uh, he'll get out of the car having won a race and they'll have lost his watch. <laughs> he'll go to pieces. Something will happen to him that will make him cynical. He will either get wrapped by someone in the management who are taking such a great job of him. Because, you know, people's virtues become their vices. And mm. the fact that he's so well cosseted and protected by his family, mm. by Ron Dennis and by the McLaren machine, that somehow, I don't know how it will manifest itself, but I predict that could become the issue. I don't know, you know, he will feel throttled. He will He will think, it's like the Spice, what I call the Spice Girl Syndrome. Yeah. We've had one hit <laughs> single, now we can manage ourselves. It will be something yeah. of that essence. Well, I was just going to say, it's oh, it's boy band syndrome. It's exactly what I was oh, say. Really? Boy band syndrome, where, where they suddenly they have a number one album and they go, actually we don't need the management team and the songwriting team that made us big. Our next album is going to be written by us and uh, we're going to look after ourselves. <laughs> You I can, I can imagine that happening, but, uh, but but this is a case where if you were to imagine that kind of split, you know, he's surely a driver with the talent to... Uh, well, uh, here's the thing. I mean, he has got such an extreme talent. Now, we're, we're assuming quite rightly that, you know, he's still a human being and it could all go wrong. Some little crack will appear which will become a huge fissure in his, his personality. Mm -hmm. But did that happen to Michael Schumacher? <laughs> Lost the ability to speak. You know, the bloke, German guy, big chip. I've heard of him. And, um, it didn't really happen to him because he kept mm -hmm. focus. I know mm -hmm. he's a bit older and, and that, but he still had, at the baseline, of a sort of an incredible ability upon which he could pin a certain amount of confidence that that helped him through and I don't know whether maybe if Lewis Hamilton can can pull that together even at his tender age um, that he could do the same thing it's not given he, that he'll fall apart he does seem to, to be a very, I mean he, he seems to be a very mature very level-headed kind of guy hmm. and yeah absolutely with the focus to uh, to keep it together and uh, let's be honest he's not actually above doing a few of those sort of Schumacher-esque slightly naughty kind of you know choppy chop moves across people as well I mean let's face it nice guy out of the car but he's 
pretty ballsy in it. And, uh, that's ballsy, a but yeah, well, ballsy but fair. Yeah, ballsy but fair. Interesting, the interesting. We are talking about the rookie in this season in terms of Michael Schumacher, the most successful Formula One I'll driver. Never forget ever. when Sterling Moss said, "I am flattered to be compared to Lewis Hamilton." Yeah, that was amazing. What is going yeah, on amazing. there? Okay, I think it's probably this. this is the answer's already written. The final question: Zog's he going to win the world championship, or if not, who will it be? I think he probably will. I'd uh, I'd happily put money on it. I'm Zog, absolutely. I'm, I'm so pleased that you went straight out there, courage your convictions, and said yes because I, I, I was hoping someone would first. But I'm going to follow you and say, yeah, I think he will. And I'll tell you why. I've got another theory why. He is the only driver at the moment. Now I know there's a good half of the season left, but he is the only driver at the moment who is completely comfortable in a team. Kimi, not quite, not quite, yeah. not quite mm-hmm. having trouble settling in Ferrari. Alonso clearly back for mm-hmm. having trouble settling in McLaren. Who else is there? You know, there's people who are putting in sporadic performances, but for mm. consistency, totally comfortable as a unit, tight with the team in the Schumacher mm. mold with the Ferrari. Mm. It's Lewis Hamilton, McLaren, absolutely as one. Dunk, they're there, and that's why I think he could do this. He really could. Yeah, I mean, I mean, Massa's pretty comfortable at uh, Ferrari, but Massa in a Ferrari isn't as quick as Hamilton in a McLaren, and Hamilton's leading the championship now. That's the way it's going to finish. And by far the most well-known Hamilton since Diddy David Hamilton on Radio 2 or Capital Gold or something. Say goodbye, guys. Goodbye. I got the McLaren! From the front of the grid to the first slow corner, like the writing on your Marlboro pack, I've got to warn you. And the latest of the breakers make the others go wide. Easy when you're Lewis Hamilton, you just cut right inside. Nomenclature, I don't come from Wales. We all need respect, and Hamilton is due his. Just call me Lewis. Quick to the action by more than a fraction. And the bombs by Jesse Jackson. I got the McLaren. Equality. And possess. I'm fast and I'm fresh while McLaren drives through the rest. On the steering wheel that I embrace. Copy book the dynamics and never erase if they crap. Don't be surprised if I drive around them. Your car will crash, so stay off my track, or I will overtake, but you don't want that.
Gareth Jones on Speed was made by Lewis Hamilton. Uh, sorry, whiz bang. <laughs>